Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 140, A Close Look at Electronic Throttle Bodies. Uh, again, this is going to be kind of a quickie. I'm going to be reading from a, a trade magazine. So this is actually kind of written, this article is written more for technicians, repair technicians. But there's a lot of good information there. It's not really technical. And I thought it'd be worthwhile for those of you that uh, kind of want to know more about how electronic throttle bodies work. Um, also, in regards to that, you may want to check out a previous uh, podcast I did quite some time ago. It's episode number 27 which is entitled, entitled Electronic Throttle Controls, The Magic of Controlling Air. Okay, uh, That one was, uh, if I remember correctly, was my own uh, verbiage and, and notes that I made, but I could be wrong about that. But in any case, check that one out because there's, there's more information on that as well. Uh, this one is, again, from a trade magazine. It's called Underhood Service. Uh, the article was written by Eric Garb or Garbe. Um, so it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's not too long, and there's a lot of good uh, information on it. And as again, a couple, couple quick commercials. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. Also, if you want to check out the main uh, website for the, uh, where this podcast is distributed from, which is a company called podbean.com, if you go to that and do a, a search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast, you'll come to the main webpage for this podcast. Upper right-hand corner is a link for Become a Patron. If you want to help so support the, uh, the podcast monetarily, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it. It helps to pay for the cost of the podcast and future training. And um, it's I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less. You can do more. Uh, you don't necessarily have to give every month if you don't want to. It's up to you entirely. And uh, the benefit of actually subscribing, though, is I've taken about 12 to 15 podcasts and made them only available through the subscription. Okay, And the ones I chose to do that are ones that if you apply the information that I give you uh, in those podcasts, I know there's no doubt in my mind that you could save thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars over your automotive ownership life so to speak okay and hopefully also reduce some frustration and the uh, as far as having you know uh, taking care of your car and having it looked at and so on and so forth so um, I think it's a valuable you know uh, there's some good valuable information there and like I say it's only available via subscriptions so check that out I'd appreciate it so again a close look at electronic throttle bodies Many years ago, I watched a co-worker pulling into the parking lot in his classic Chevy convertible. He seemed to be waving at someone or maybe shout, shooing a fly away. I wasn't really sure, and I didn't think enough of it to ask, but later in the afternoon I learned about what he was doing. It turns out the accelerator cable had broken. To make it to work, he connected a piece of string to the carburetor linkage, then ran it through one of the hood louvers and over the top of the windshield so he could control the throttle. Hey, it worked, was his response to friendly ribbing. The fact is, it did work, and as rudimentary as it may have been in this, it's, 
It's this type of simple mechanical connection between your foot and your engine, although a little better than string, that has allowed us to make a car go since the days when they were no more than a horseless carriage. Either a mechanical linkage or a cable was utilized to connect the throttle control inside the car to the carburetor or fuel injection throttle body on the engine. First showing up in the late 1980s, the ETB, or electronic throttle body, is now the device that controls airflow into the engine on the majority of the vehicles on the road today. What is an ETB? Like a lot of modern electronics, the name can seem daunting, but they're pretty simple when you break it down. The chronology goes like this. Carburetors were simple mechanical devices. All you were doing was controlling airflow into the engine. The carburetor did the rest. Next, along with fuel injection, came the throttle body. The computer, fuel injectors, and engine sensors worked together to control the amount of fuel supplied to the engine. All you were doing was controlling the airflow through the bottle, throttle body into the engine. So what's quicker, more efficient, and more dependable than a mechanical connection? Electricity, of course, making the ETB the only logical step in powertrain management. How do they work? An ETB is a throttle body that looks in appearance and function as they always have, with the exception of a small electric motor in place of a mechanical linkage. The electric motor is, is the electric motor, in response to commands received from either the ECM, engine control module, or PCM, powertrain control module, is what opens and closes the throttle plate inside the throttle body. The only thing connected to an ETP is wires. Different manufacturers use different systems, but the basis of ETB operation is the same regardless of what your customers are working on. The accelerator pedal in the vehicle contains sensors that transmit information about pedal position to either the ECM, PCM, or in some cases, a dedicated ETB module. The ETP system logic takes into account the information from the accelerator pedal, as well as a number of different systems and sensors such as vehicle cruise control, speed sensor, and MAF, which is mass airflow sensor, and then determines how far to open the throttle plate inside the throttle body. And finally, there are additional sensors within the throttle body that transmit information back to the ECM so that it knows that the requested throttle position has been met. Most late model vehicles have an average of 60 to 100 sensors on board. However, due to rapidly advancing technology, the number of sensors is projected to reach up to 200 per car in the next few years. The internal combustion engine, or what's called ICE, is increasingly controlled by smart sensors that feed data to multiple onboard computers. Oxygen sensors are vital to an ICE engine because of their role in controlling the fuel injection system and emissions. An O2 sensor works in tandem with the ECU and other components to allow the injector to pulse the right amount of fuel into the cylinder during combustion. The primary function is to maintain efficient combustion and not to be too lean or too rich. If the sensor detects unburned fuel, it will relay a voltage signal to the ECU, telling it to reduce the amount of pulse width to the injectors, which means fuel, depending upon the demand of the driver's right foot and other conditions. Mass airflow sensors measuring the volume and density of air entering into the engine at any given time. The ECU uses this information, along with input from other sensors, to calculate the correct amount of fuel to deliver to the engine. 
Data from this sensor helps calculate ignition timing and transmission shifting strategies. Similar in function to the MAP sensor, the Manifold Absolute Pressure, or MAP, sensor measures manifold pressure and relays the information to the ECU. The information is used to calculate air density and determine the engine's air mass flow rate. Late model engines with electronic fuel injection, computerized fuel management, and ignition have a lot of sensors to keep tabs on everything that is happening under the hood. Most sensors produce a digital voltage signal that corresponds to the function they are monitoring. All of this sensor data is fed back to the powertrain control module so it can make the critical decisions that are necessary to keep the engine running at optimum efficiency. Among all the sensors, these are usually the five most critical. Throttle position sensor, which is also known as a TPS. This sensor is mounted on the throttle body shaft to monitor the relative opening of the throttle. The PCM uses this information with inputs from the MAP and or MAF sensors to estimate engine load for fuel enrichment and timing adjustments. A worn TPS sensor may cause a flat spot or hesitation when accelerating. On vehicles with electronic control throttle, there are usually two TPS sensors as well as a pair of position sensors on the accelerator pedal. The position sensors on the accelerator pedal tell the PCM how much throttle opening to give the engine when the driver steps down on the gas. The TPS sensors on the throttle tell the PCM how far the throttle is opening or closing as commanded by the PCM. Problems here may prevent the throttle from opening or even cause unintended acceleration. Crank position sensors, or what's known as CKPs, are one of the primary electronic devices used to monitor the position and speed of the crankshaft for purposes of feeding the information to the PCM to control the fuel injection and ignition timing and other engine parameters. A throttle position sensor is located on the butterfly spindle shaft so it can directly monitor the position of the throttle. Some sensors are also used as an extra closed throttle potential, excuse me, as an extra closed throttle position sensor to indicate that the throttle is completely closed. These sensors can also be part of electronic throttle control or drive-by-wire systems. The benefits of an electronic throttle control system include overall reliability since there are far fewer mechanical com components that can wear out or require adjustment over time. Vehicles accelerate smoother with an ETB and then provide and they provide the Precision required for the advanced systems in modern vehicles such as traction control, launch control, and adaptive cruise control. Is there a negative side to an ETP? Not from where I sit. Most new technology, especially in the automotive world, gets a bad rap until people become comfortable with it. Sure, it might be easier to diagnose a broken throttle cable than an electronic or wiring problem, but this is today's world and today's technology. It's better than it ever was, and those who learn it and ultimately those who love it. So that's uh, that's the story on those. It's kind of a quickie. Again, it's not obviously all inclusive, but I felt uh, you know it kind of again it gives you a better idea of what's going on with what are called electronic throttle bodies. So um, things used to be a lot simpler, but you know it is what it is. Technology marches on. So. I hope you found that one interesting. Um, again, uh, email is bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And check out that website that I talked about if you want to, especially if you want to uh, uh, get a subscription going and, and uh, be able to listen to some of the other podcasts that I've done in the past that will 
definitely save you some money. So appreciate you listening. Appreciate your time. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.